Welcome everybody to another episode of Inside Lyme with Dr. Daniel Cameron. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Cameron, this evening. A pleasure to be here. Tonight's episode will be discussing, in this episode, we'll be discussing a new blog entitled, Are You Reluctant to Get the COVID-19 Vaccine? Dr. Cameron, um, you've said you've had many patients that have contacted you and expressed their concern over getting the COVID vaccine. Can you talk a little bit about that and explain why there is this um, distrust or hesitancy to get the vaccine? I wanted to talk a little at first about the patients I've talked to. They've been calling quite often, raising concerns about whether they should take the vaccine. And one of the most common concerns is that their immune system has been altered. Their immune system has been more active, overactive, and they hear and read that impairments in the immune system are are important uh, as a risk factor for COVID-19. I have to um, tell you that that it's been difficult to be sure when people call uh, what the question is. So when I wrote this blog, I was trying to understand uh, where people are coming from, because they're certainly coming from from an understanding of Lyme. If they've had Lyme before, they really know uh, how devastating Lyme could be. And so we come along with a pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, is that that also affects the immune system. Then when you have the COVID-19 vaccination, uh, that works through altering the immune system. And so you're dealing with your own body and how healthy or how well you've been or trying to get better. And now you're dealing with another variable in your immune response. There's also a lot of distrust, I guess, based on um, their experiences and, and what they've heard about the Lyme disease vaccine that came out uh, Lymerx in 1998 and was later discontinued. Do you find that that's also a concern, that, they're, that that's raising concerns? Yeah, the Lyme disease community has its own experience with the vaccine. So it's hard to believe that uh, the vaccine was taken off the market uh, so many years ago. Uh, It was pulled off the market in 2002. So I actually had patients who were taking the Lyme-Rix vaccine. The vaccine was made by SmithKline Beecham. I had some concerns at the time because when you look at the package insert, is it was quite effective at preventing Lyme rashes, but it was only maybe 50, 50, 50% effective at preventing what's important to my patients. Patients who would have strong positive tests, who would have fatigue, poor concentration, headaches, uh, and joint pain. So if it's only 50% effective, I had my concerns with the vaccine. Did I have anybody that took the vaccine? Yes. I had uh, heard stories from other doctors that some of them would have a activated immune response to the Lyme-Rix vaccine. There was an, an HLA type called HLA-DR2 and DR4 type genome, genome that would give troubles to some patients. Even if I didn't see it, I certainly read about those findings. And uh, given um, the uncertain efficacy and those stories, I wasn't writing it very much. It was eventually taken off the the market, but the Lyme disease community has been cautious ever since about vaccines. 
They've also been cautious about any vaccines, but the first real concern came along with the Lymerix vaccine. Now, that wasn't necessarily discontinued, though, due to the immune or autoimmune problems in their people taking it, though, right? Yeah, the Lymerix was taken off because of poor sales. And I'm not sure if they had done enough research to know whether it affected the immune system. But it was an extra concern in the Lyme disease community that needed uh, more research. And I don't think we really know too much. Those who study that issue, uh, and I'm not one of them, uh, have a better insight as to what those immune response concerns were. Now, in the blog, you mention an article that points out that there, there while there is vaccine hesitancy uh, for some illnesses, there are cases where um, individuals are more open to embrace a vaccine. Can you give us some examples of that? There was a some concerns by other groups with the vaccine. You would think that the in this one article, in an NBC News article by P.R. Lockhart, you would think that Black Americans would want to have the vaccine given at the hardest hit with the COVID-19. Uh, but this article referred to the fear that Black Americans have uh, more than you'd expect about the vaccine. But part of it was not purely the vaccine. You know, they certainly had concerns about, was it rushed? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be effective? Uh, but they were also uh, concerned with how Black Americans were mistreated in the past. And that article cited the Tuskegee study where Black men were given syphilis, were offered some perks in order to stay uh, infected with syphilis. They were not offered penicillin once penicillin came on the market. And so that failed experiment uh, burnt uh, some bridges with the medical community. And finally, the uh, sometimes the Black Americans are having troubles having access to the medical system, having trouble with finances for the medical system. And there's a concern with just a kind of a racist type feelings that uh, some people have, Black people get judged and so the concern in this article was that until the Black Americans and the public health and government reconcile these past differences, there's going to be a certain hesitancy from that community for taking the COVID-19 vaccine. There is another uh, article that came out, not just about Black Americans, but there was a survey by Quinn and colleagues that said, that 49% of Americans intend to get the vaccine, but that only 40% of Black Americans would want to take the vaccine, according to the survey. And there was still 32% of those who might take it, but they were unsure. The vaccines that are better accepted, according to this author, are those for cancer, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. But in general, if they're, you're Black, young, female, a lower income uh, in your household or lower education, all of those groups were hesitant to take vaccines. So it's not just the Lyme disease community based on Lyme risks. It's based on the Lyme disease community and their concerns about their health, their frustrations with the government's uh, programs sometimes. But in general, there's some hesitancy that has nothing to do with Lyme disease. It's just a natural response to the vaccine being offered.
Have you had any Lyme disease patients yet who actually have had the COVID vaccine? Yeah, I'm in touch with quite a few Lyme patients who uh, I've taken care of, and they haven't been coming to the office because I've been uh, doing telemedicine for uh, these patients, but uh, they haven't been getting COVID. Uh, quite a few have been getting COVID, and so I asked the natural question, are they worse? And right now they're, they're not worse than I expect for someone who's at home. In fact, often they're not any sicker than their family members. I haven't had any that have worsened to the point where they need to be hospitalized. If there is somebody hospitalized on a ventilator, I haven't heard of one myself. Now, I need to be clear that this is a thoroughly unscientific process is that I don't have any more than the patients that I've been following. There are other doctors' experiences. There may be a survey someday that will answer the question. I just know that that some of them have been fairly sick. Uh, one had to go get a test x-ray, but mostly they haven't been bad enough to really get in serious trouble. And a lot of them are back to work. And I, I asked the natural question, which is, are you worse from your Lyme? And so far, their, their Lyme hasn't been worse. And of course, having two problems in the same lifetime, having Lyme and COVID, was scary for them. But fortunately, they may still have Lyme issues, but from a COVID perspective, they were doing okay. And then I was also looking at whether they would get what they call Lyme long haulers. I haven't seen a Lyme long hauler. Of course, it's hard to tell what's the difference between chronic manifestations of Lyme and long hauler. I just haven't been seeing a wave of long haulers in the ones I've been seeing. Well, long hauler is referring in COVID patients, you're referring to people who have persistent symptoms. Yes, the, the, the quickly coined name for chronic issues after COVID uh, has taken on the name uh, long haulers. And so I was th thought that my Lyme patients who got COVID would be more likely to be in that category. But no, they, they seem to think that their symptoms are back to the pre-COVID time. Mm -hmm. But now these are patients who you're referring to who have had COVID. Um, but how about ones who have had the COVID vaccine? Do you know, do you have any patients who've had the vaccine yet? I had thought by now that I was going to be seeing or hearing of Lyme patients who've been taking the COVID vaccine. So I certainly have been talking to them and uh, discussing their worries, fears, their hesitation. But the few that have done it so far haven't really had any uh, problems with the vaccine. What are some of the risks and uh, obviously the benefits of getting a COVID vaccine? There are risks for some people who get COVID. So in that blog article I'm referring to, the Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report said that 20,000 cases of coronavirus or COVID-19 had occurred as of January 3rd in the US, and there were 349,000 deaths. Now that means that's, that's if someone's in your family that dies or is your friends that die, it's really important. But there's other complications like the long haul I was referring to. Uh, there's organ damage of people in, in the hospital. There's pulmonary problems uh, type concerns that um, we're just beginning to understand the chronic part 
of COVID. So the risk of acute hospitalizations, risk of death are well known. But we know from Lyme disease that there's so many chronic issues in Lyme that aren't addressed, that are dismissed, aren't taken seriously. They're bound to be an increasing number of chronic issues. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of chronic issues related to COVID. There's also uh, concerns with the risk of COVID for Lyme disease patients. So the actual risk, the real numbers aren't known yet. Now, what are some of the risks uh, you feel there are with the COVID vaccination? Well, there haven't been many cases. Uh, according to the same Morbidity Mortality Week report, there were 21 cases of anaphylaxis after administration of 1,893,000 first doses, which means there's 11 cases per million doses as of this report. And most of those were within 50 minutes of vaccination. You know, I've been looking and listening and others have on whether there's other side effects, or other risks from the COVID vaccine. And I haven't been seeing them at this time. You know, there's always a lot of research on, on unusual or uncommon problems related to vaccine. So I've been watching, others have been watching. And right now it's where the, the anaphylaxis and uh, they're brief. Now, if you have a problem, at least um, you um, can seek medical attention. Some of that occurs within 15 minutes, uh, but I would say the risk of the vaccination is, so far, is relatively low. Now, we don't know the risk of COVID-19 vaccination for Lyme disease patients, and we could certainly we could certainly welcome information on what are the risks unique to Lyme disease patients since their immune system has already been bothered by the bacteria in a tick. Now, if the patient is sort of on the fence and undecided about whether or not to get the, the vaccine, what, what would you say to them? Well, I take each patient through a risk and benefit discussion. I don't like to have a one answer for everybody. So that generally the risk of illness from COVID is profound for some people. And if, if you look at the numbers, it adds up pretty quickly how many have profound illnesses or the numbers of death are staggering. Uh, in this case, the risk of the vaccine of what we know now is relatively minor. So in this case, the risk of taking the vaccine is much lower than the risk of COVID. And so it, it looks from everything I have right now in uh, January 14, 2021, is that it, there's a lot more reasons to take the vaccine than to hesitate. Now, some people are going to wait for a while, but right now there's already so much uh, vaccine out there and so many people watching for troubles is that it's, it certainly appears as if the benefits of taking the vaccine outweigh the risk of the vaccine. Well, thank you so much for talking about this topic. And I know you've got blogs coming up uh, that, that discuss some more COVID-19 issues and how it relates to Lyme disease patients. So we will post those as soon as they come out. Thank you for uh, discussing this blog, Darlene. Thank you, everyone.